It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook podcast listeners, welcome into the show. My name is Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Today we're talking Senior Bowl. Uh, Senior Bowl is taking place on Saturday, but the practices are this week, and that's really the important part of this exercise as we evaluate prospects heading up into the draft. So it's really fun to finally get a chance to see some of these guys we've been talking about in our uh, position group evaluations as we've gone through this process over the last six weeks or so welcome into the show keith how you doing doing good um glad that you are here to talk about players because this week has been kind of crazy for me i am i have not had the opportunity to watch practice uh for the senior bowl the way that i normally would and but you are are fully prepared and and um are going to be the the um absolute guy so um yeah i've had notes had notes from earlier in the week, and then I was able to sit down and watch uh, both the um, American uh, football um, group and the national football group today. The, the uh, Lions are coaching the American team, and the Jets are coaching the national team. So it's a, it's an interesting mix. But I, I have to tell you, the coaches are doing a phenomenal job. They've kind of uh, been interviewing different coaches, and they've had uh, different coaches mic'd up. Uh, giving instruction and so forth. I'm, I've been really impressed with both staffs, to be completely honest, especially the Lions. Like Randall L is the uh, is the uh, wide receiver coach for the Lions. Wow, that's and, a that's a fantastic coaching hire. Um, yeah, and and a, he's a he's very amazing. underrated wide receiver. Um, yeah, it's funny. Played. He it's funny. He yells and smiles at the same time. It's a it's a really interesting characteristic that he has, and it it really makes me <laughs> like him a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm here to talk about players. So um, I can just start. You want to start with quarterbacks? 
Yeah, I want to start with the quarterbacks because this is I uh, what I've heard. Like I said, I haven't been able to watch, but I've heard some things. And um, let's you know, Kenny Pickett is a guy that is generally considered the best quarterback in the draft, but he apparently had a really bad um, measurement day before they even got on the field. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Yeah, so, so he, yeah, he measures great hands. overall, but yeah, his hand <laughs> size is crazy. So it doesn't kind of fit it proportionally. He's got really small hands. Um, and we won't go into what that actually means in real life. We'll just talk about what it means in football life, and we'll stick to that conversation. So Kenny Pickett, um, I don't have the measurement in front of me, and they didn't list it on the website, but I think it, if I recall, it was it was right close to like eight and a half inches, which uh, yeah, I'll I give him the benefit of, of the doubt. I, I heard it was like eight and a quarter um, on the right. radio today. It, that's, that's small. And I mean, the average in the NFL is about nine and a half. And then yeah. on the on the on the large you know size, you'll have a couple quarterbacks that are like ten and a quarter or something like that. But you mm-hmm. know, nine and a half to ten inches is about where you're going to be at with most quarterbacks in the NFL. The ball in the down- NFL is about an inch and a quarter circumference wise, bigger than a college football. So you combine his mm-hmm. small measured hands with an increased size in the football, it leads to question marks. So how is he going to look at Senior Bowl? And that's the big question, right? Yeah um he's looked okay um mixed results wednesday was completely a disaster for all the quarterbacks in fact the entire practice was a disaster because it was raining cats and dogs literally and blowing and howling and just it was a miserable mess for everybody and um you know but malik willis did a did a great job in uh wednesday's practice it the wind and the rain did not affect him whatsoever he was still able to throw balls with velocity and all over the field and placement wise, he was still uh, really accurate. Kenny Pickett struggled a little bit with that. Um, was uh, uneven in his completions and threw some balls uh, that sailed on him a bit and some underthrown ones. He had some great throws as well, but it was a mixed bag. Now today they had practice indoors and um all the quarterbacks actually had good reps today, including Kenny Pickett. And he was able to kind of rebound and have a really good showing. And especially in the red zone, his accuracy was second to none. Yeah. See, his tape is great. And I I, I don't, I would be shocked if his hand size led him to dropping too far. Because his tape is actually really good. Um, and the other thing that in this is you got Joe Burrow, who doesn't have the largest hands either and um you know he's only led his team to the super bowl and really this isn't like a a situation where his team made it and he managed games so he led his team to the super bowl yeah Um, and historically there's been quarterbacks that have had smaller hands ish and had varying success in the nfl well yeah there's been some that have had a, a tremendous you know stats and all of that but it also correlates to fumbles um yeah you know dave craig who played for um a lot of his career in seattle and then a couple other teams at the end of his career uh, had the nfl record for the most fumbles forever and it was largely attributed to his hands yeah if you were were just to rate if you were just to rate quarterbacks on stats alone he he's close to a top 10 quarterback in the nfl when because he played so long like he mm-hmm. had like 18 years or something like that, right? Yeah, it was it's crazy how long he his it, career. It was lasted. unbelievable. And so he's, you know, he he's top 10 in quite a few different categories, touchdowns and but he's also top 10 or top 2 
I think, in fumbles. Yeah. Uh, um, historically in the NFL, which is not a good stat. Which is weird that Brett Favre is the one guy who passed him, of all people. But again, that's just a guy who played forever. So Right. Okay, so Kenny Pickett, you know, mixed bags. We'll see how he does in, in the actual game. That's going to mm-hmm. be really important for quarterbacks. Um, we were talking earlier about the importance of the practices for Senior Bowl this week as being uh, the primary driver for a lot of the scouts and, and, and executives that attend uh, this week's practices. And then the game is kind of secondary. Uh, but for quarterbacks, the game itself is really important to have a good showing because you want to show that you're in command of the offense. Yes. You're able to change plays at the line of scrimmage. All that kind of stuff kind of comes into play in during the game that's not happening during practice. Yeah, but for the rest of the players, it's the practices matter way more than the game. The game is kind of the showcase and you know, they sell uh commercials and ad revenue and that pays for the game and all of that. But it is it's the practices that matter. And most of the scouts and executives from the NFL are gone before the game starts. Um, they, they don't even stay, stick around to watch. Um, but you're right. The, the quarterbacks are the one exception because you don't get an opportunity to go out there and play, you know, where you've got the full thing going on and you're making uh, line calls and, and, and audibles and, and just really having to command an offense. Um, with everything that's going on and, and you've got the, the rush coming at you and all that stuff. So everything yeah. is kind of happening for, for the quarterbacks. So I was going to say that the uh, there's, and this is a credit to Jim Nagy, who's the executive director of the senior bowl mm-hmm. in that he's able to get just a great um, representation of talent to come and play in this bowl. And he's got five of the top six quarterbacks in the draft here at the game and i think that's just a real testament to his ability to kind of put this whole thing together as well yeah he's always done a good job ever since he he kind of took over there um this the game is getting bigger uh or not really the game the week of practice is getting bigger they're getting bigger names they're getting more and the teams are sending more and more um you know scouts and, and execs there it used to be every team would send two or three now every team's sending six and it's really a big deal but you it met you know it matters you've got a hundred and some players there last year, 104 players got uh, drafted that attended the senior bowl. Um, it's also the first, that's a big oper- deal. It's a huge deal. It's a, like, what did you say? It was like um, 20 or 30 some percent of, of all the drafted. Players. Yeah. So uh, Jim Nagy was interviewed today and he said that uh, they had 104 players last year uh, drafted. He expected that number to go up to 107 to 108 players and that it would, uh, it would be approximately 40 to 42% of the entire wow. draft. Yeah. Cause there's um, I think it's 256 is, is the number um, of draft picks. So yeah, I mean, we're- yeah, that's, that's crazy. That really is. And it's, and again, it's a testament to his job, you know, that uh, senior bowl has really turned around in the last uh, several years that he's been in control of it too. Mm-hmm. So um, I was going to say Matt Corral uh, did not uh, uh, make it here to this bowl. Um, but Malik Willis is the, is this kind of the second player, the second quarterback being looked at. In fact, you know, some will look, um, after the senior bowl as Malik Willis, uh, legitimizing his place, um, as right there with Kenny Pickett being the first quarterback off the board, depending on which, uh, teams like which quarterbacks and mm-hmm. Malik Willis has done a real nice job. Um, he clearly, uh, helped himself on Wednesday by being able to uh, still command um, his his 
passing abilities and so forth during the rain and windstorm that they practiced through. And then today he reaffirmed that by just really being on target and being able to throw pretty much through all levels of um, of the defense uh, in the one on one drills and and have several completions that looked great. So he yeah, just looked, he looked like an NFL quarterback. The knock on him is, you know, he played for Liberty and they're like, does it how does it translate? I mean, you look at uh, last year's uh, group and you've got guys like Trey Lance that um didn't he didn't get he, he didn't get much playing time this year and i know that mm-hmm. the team was trying to win and they had a veteran in garoppolo and all of that but part of it was they were like yeah his his talent's there but he needs development time before he's ready to yeah, play yeah and and i i do think keith that malik willis is going to need some some time you know he's got some great abilities at the same time he's got some deficiencies he's probably the best quarterback um best feet um as far as being able to move around in the pocket a quick feet so he's able to drop back and get to his uh three drop and five drop really quick so he can get into his progressions he's perfect at that like that's his strong suit he can get out of um out outside the pocket and throw on the run really well Mm -hmm. he's he's excellent at that like russell wilson like but there are some other deficiencies um, in his game, and those are going to need to be addressed. And he's going to need some time, I think, to season now. Can you do that over the course of um, of camp um, after the draft? Um, so he's ready day one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's that guy. Now, can he pick it to me? If you're going to go with a guy that's ready to go day one, he'd probably be my first choice. But not a guy like Matt. Possibly Matt, Sam Sam Matt Howell Carl. as well. Well, Sam Matt Howell is an interesting it. guy. Yeah. He's not there. He's one of the few that's not one of the few top guys that's not at the senior bowl this year. Yeah, Matt Corral could help you um, because he can get you out of some jams. Mm-hmm. So Matt Corral is a guy that uh, you could turn the, the 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 playbook over to, and half the time those plays are not going to be be scripted because he's going to be off script and he's going to try to make stuff happen and he's going to run for first downs and you know move the chains with his feet. And a coach and a smart coach made, especially a team that drafts him low, say he's, he goes in the top 15 or whatever, um, that needs some, some help on offense. Um, he would be a guy that could help you move some chains once in a while with his, with his legs. But I'm not sure if Matt Corral is a, a guy that's NFL ready either. None of, uh, each one of these guys is a little flawed and, and possibly like Kenny Pickett may have been the fourth or fifth quarterback off the board last year. Well, yeah, I mean, from the, like I said, I I haven't watched the senior bowl stuff, but from the tape study that I've done, I would have had him as the sixth quarterback a year ago that the five that all went round one would have been ahead of him. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost one third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements may vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, well, um, he's, got the, he's got the experience. You know, there's no doubt. Uh, Kenny Pickett's an experienced quarterback. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a big leap there to the NFL for him, and I'm, I'm not sure. But let's talk about Sam Howell. Yeah, let's because because this has been this is an interesting one because he's a guy that kind of gets lost in the uh yeah, everyone's excited about uh Pickett and Corral, and then you've got Willis who's got who's just got that monster arm and 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 all the physical tools, but he played at Liberty, and so that's a fun talking point. But Howell, Howell's having a good week from what I've read. Yeah. What have you seen? Yeah. Well, you know, he is having a good week and he looks like a NFL quarterback. He's a pocket passer. Uh, but he can also move the the ball with you. He's a he's a bigger guy that can kind of push the pocket forward, quarterback sneaks, all that kind of stuff. He's not a scrambler. He's not going to you know extend plays um, like Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson or Watson or any of those type of quarterbacks. He's he's definitely a guy, but he has enough where he's going to get you out of trouble, um, like Tannehill or you know uh, players like that. Um. And he makes all the throws. You know, he's a, a quarterback that has probably the strongest arm. You know, Willis is right there, but but Sam Howell's probably leading this class in in the ability to have the strongest arm and to be able to be uh, the most accurate quarterback out of this group. So he's got that going for him. the The thing that he does not have going for him is he's got the worst feet, the worst the worst <laughs> footwork of any quarterback um, in the top six quarterbacks i haven't really looked too far too much further uh than than uh, zap uh but uh out of that top six he's definitely the one that needs the most work yeah um i saw a bernie kozar um comp which i thought was hilarious because that's going to mean nothing <laughs> to most people reading um these things because that's too long ago but for me i thought it was hilarious because like uh, there's a guy who just did not know what he was doing with his feet. Um, fantastic player, but just mm-hmm. his footwork was atrocious um, throughout his career. So yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, and then and then Zap's having a great practice too. Uh, he's a, he's a nice quarterback. I haven't I didn't uh, pay attention and didn't they didn't actually show Carson Strong very much on the live broadcast today. So I don't have notes on Carson Strong from Nevada and what he was able to do today. I understood from other commentary that all the quarterbacks had a pretty good outing today, um, including Desmond Ritter and um, and then Bailey Zapp. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Bailey Zapp, and the only reason I bring Bailey up is because he's kind of that second-tier kind of option for teams out there that, that are waiting into the third and fourth round. Um, I do have a feeling, though, if he continues to perform well at the Senior Bowl, and then does well at the combine. Bailey Zapp could could break, you know, up into the top 100 overall. But right now, he's kind of projected in that um, fourth round right now. So, I mean, so then you're saying he basically looks like a 
career backup um, more so than a a developmental starter. Yeah, it's it's possible. You know, it's hard to tell with guys like that coming from Western Kentucky. You don't have a lot of film against higher competition there. He's going to need a year. So you're going to, you know, you're going to have to wait and see on a player like Bailey's out. But I wouldn't rule it out. He looks he looks competitive with the other quarterbacks at the senior bowl. So I've got a I've got a big list of just general players to talk about and kind of run through. And well, um, the next thing I wanted to do, because if you're looking at the quarterbacks and all of that, one of the things that is the guys that um, are catching the balls downfield, and this is actually one of those positions, the cornerback and wide receiver battles in year past when I've actually had the ability to watch all these practices, those have been some of the most fun. Um, and it's been some of the one, some of the most like um, meaningful where you watch those battles and you see the wide receivers and cornerbacks going at it. And you realize, yeah, this is what it's like out there on the end. It's it's those practice uh, reps match game reps much closer than with other position groups. So I wanted to get your opinion on, on what you saw with the wide receivers and cornerbacks. Well, I mean, everyone was catching balls um, that were that were within range. Uh, there was a lot of athletic catches. I thought the tight end group also uh, performed well. Um, to separate talent uh, wide receiver wise, it's hard at the Senior Bowl when you're watching live coverage because everyone's still talking about the quarterbacks when the receivers catch the ball and sometimes you don't see the back of the jersey you're not finding out who that was and they just brush right over it um so sometimes you need to go back and, and revisit um who's doing what uh but i know that uh, romeo uh, dubs out of nevada um had some real nice catches there um kind of an athletic undersized guy um and and quick um let me go down my list really quick. Uh-oh, I put you on the spot. Oh, I, you know, it's okay. Bo Melton's <laughs> kind of a later round guy that had some nice catches um, there. And he's out of Rutgers, though, so I, did, I, I really don't have any information on him. Um, and Alec Pierce from Cincinnati uh, has been okay. Let me see. I just don't have a ton. I don't have a ton of notes on these guys, Keith, because like I said, nobody was talking about them. Nobody's talking about the wide receivers <laughs> at the senior ball. We need to, oh. we need to solve that problem. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's one of the things that you'll, that you'll see. Um, yeah, I definitely you know, with practice. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. It's funny, Keith, that you said that um, Sam Williams, old miss had, had some nice catches today. Other than that, like what I just mentioned, th those are literally the only players that I even wrote down names on. Wow. So I yeah. asked you about the, I asked you about the one position group that you, which is fine that you, cause I know I've, there's, I, I know there's five, list. there's have, five position groups that I probably don't have any notes on, but you know, I'm going to brush over that. That's why I wanted to take control of the list. <laughs> <laughs> you beat yeah, me to I'm, it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to ask questions and, and, and give you an opportunity to, um, Oh, no to, question. I get to it. Be the, to be the expert and, uh, and answer my questions with your, your array of knowledge of, you know, a hundred players that are there. Um, and apparently I really screwed that up. So, well, um, you know, the, the, the wide receiver group there is hard to, um, hard to analyze during the practice week for the reason that I, I said, because the names are small. My eyesight's not mm -hmm. great. And and the guys on um, that are commenting are really focused on the throw, not the catch. And so you get a lot of guys talking about the quarterback and what he just did. 
and and they brush over the the catch or the athleticism or the drop or whatever so you kind of have to go back and kind of review that a little bit later and so that's why i'm not prepared on that list well then let's then let's look at uh at the offense and defensive lines because even though they're not like everyone's favorite thing to talk about, you can get a lot of good information at the senior bowl about the offense and defensive lines. And I yeah. know, I know that you have notes on those. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, I can tell you that um, I'll give you a couple names. So let's just go through this as I have Haskell Garrett, the defensive tackle from Ohio State. He injured his shoulder today. He had a couple great reps, and then um, an interior offensive lineman, Stuber, um, really messed him up, drove him to the ground. He hurt his shoulder. He walked off the field. Um, but I understand from Jim Nagy later that um, Garrett let him know that he was going to play on Saturday. So that's, yeah, that's, a that's good, good news. The other guy we we'll really have to call out is, um, in addition to um, Stuber, who I thought looked fantastic in the reps that I saw um, him participate in was uh, Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning's the offensive tackle out of uh, Northern Iowa. Mm -hmm. uh, not a lot of people will recognize the name, but he's definitely like a top three, I think, overall offensive tackle in this class. He's my favorite prospect on the offensive line in this class, just because he's kind of a mauler. He's a guy that um, has that mindset that he's going to win uh, and go past the whistle and that kind of a player. So I'm kind of drawn to that. He's a physical kind of guy. And, um, you know, uh, whereas somebody like Evan Neal from Alabama just wins on sheer talent, um, and, and his ability to kind of move his feet and so forth. And this other guy, Trevor Penning, he has, he has the talent, but he also has this little extra thing. I just can't put my finger on that. He just wants to beat you. And I just, mm -hmm like that i think that has a higher success probability for me in the nfl i think it translates better um, i'm curious to what you've seen with his feet because he moves his feet great like he everything about him was great he he mirrored well he drove players off the line of scrimmage on running plays keith he pass protected really nice and well i didn't see any um any moments where he gave up um a sack or or a, a, a significant pressure um he was really steady at that spot yeah because it, it's hard to get a lot of film um from northern iowa but imagine that <laughs> right so so you're stuck you're stuck with highlights which is not a way to scout players um and so i've seen some great stuff but i'm just very curious on whether his uh, footwork is as consistent as it appears to be yeah because... from from everything i've heard too um that being the case is that his footwork is is premier at the senior bowl um a couple of prospects where that's not the case uh a, a mixed bag on one of these players and a complete fail on the other one i'll talk about the mixed bag first in darian Kennard, the offensive tackle out of kentucky they also have him playing inside at the senior mm -hmm. bowl at guard which is probably um, a better spot for him. It's probably a better spot for him. And looking at his body and all that kind of stuff, it just seems like he's an inside guy. Um, nonetheless, he's got mixed results. Um, he, you know, his first step is late. He's uh, being driven back uh, by by uh, defensive tackles and defensive ends with arm length that is superior to his arm length. 
and um, it's going to be interesting for him. I think he's a developmental guy. I don't know that he he's he's right there at the first and second round on a lot of boards, and I think he's he looks to me like the back end of a second round, top of the third round kind of a guy, and I'm just not sold on him. And I'm curious if, is after you have an opportunity to evaluate the Senior Bowl tape and all mm-hmm. everything that's being said, what your opinion is, because I'm just not seeing it. I'm not feeling it with him. Yeah, I mean, um, from my notes, looking at, at the tape that I've seen, this is not Senior Bowl tape. This was pre-Senior Bowl scouting. Um, I thought he looked like an like a guard, but that if once you move him into guard, he was going to be good. Yes. Um, but he just yeah. didn't have he didn't have the foot speed. Um, That's to it. Get outside as a so he doesn't have he, the functional strength. He looks like he should have the functional strength. Mm-hmm. He lacks. He looks like he has lacking functional strength because he's getting pushed at the point of attack um, by almost everyone he goes against. He's wow. not pushing the pocket. He's not initiating contact. He's not the aggressor. He seems to be you know on the oh. defense quite a bit, and that's, and that's just weird to me. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, so who and who's it, the other guy? That guy. Well, that the other guy that, that I I hate to say this about a prospect, but I just completely a guy that I would avoid would be uh, Daniel uh, Falali out of uh, the offensive tackle out of Minnesota. He's the guy mm-hmm. if you remember that's like six eight, three hundred eighty pounds. He yeah. looks six eight and three hundred eighty pounds. He does. He's a big guy. He also moves like he's 6'8", 380 pounds. It's uh, just not good. He's been driven back onto his back like three or four times um, by by accounts. And then today I saw him get beat uh, a couple times just around the edge, just literally ran around him. And so I just don't know if he's ready um, to be an NFL guy. If you could move him inside at 6'8", 380 six, pounds. You can't, move a guy, you can't move a guy at 6'8". I think inside. he would be a liability. He's, he's too... He, you're he's going to lose leverage on everyone he looks he's losing leverage right now and i just don't yeah i don't know i don't i don't know because um in order for that 6 8 380 he'd have to be the strongest guy on the field he'd have Mm -hmm. to really just improve his strength but he's he's pretty soft you know he's getting pushed back like and then he's not able to recover after the initial arm jab and, and and hit and he stumbles he's stumbling and he's he's literally getting driven back onto his back so so i'll say that, that would be a player i would cross off super my list. disappointing because um one of the things that was fun was that they dropped him off the line and at fullback um in their bowl game and seeing their 380 pound guy playing fullback <laughs> you're like right. all right this guy must be able to move pretty well if if they're gonna do that and i mean they they did it. They they ran behind him, and and it was kind of fun to watch. But um, so this guy's getting like a top of the second round grade from a lot yeah. of players. I I just don't see it. I don't see it. I think he hurts himself out of the um, the senior bowl. I think he tests very poorly at the combine. I don't eventually see him being a top one hundred prospect. I think a wow. team takes a flyer on him in the fourth round if they've got you know two to three fourth round picks or couple extra fifth rounders you take a flyer on a guy like that he comes in he he does what you said he you know he's your full pack or whatever um <laughs> and he's kind of your um your swing tackle possibly but i only see him be fitting uh, on, as a right tackle in in the nfl possibly a right guard if he were to drop 
let's just say 20, 25 pounds, you could be more realistic, but he's not going to be able to get to the second level for you. I just don't think. Yeah. And that's a key attribute that you need to have. All right. Yeah, that's, um, super, that's super disappointing. I, I actually, um, I actually really wanted to see a guy that big make it in the NFL. I thought that would be really entertaining for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Spencer Buford's having a, a fairly decent, he's a UTSA uh, prospect. Uh, Spencer Buford is uh, getting a lot of reps at uh, offensive tackle, taking some reps at guard. Abraham Lucas out of Washington State uh, mm -hmm. reportedly has been looking uh, really, really good. Um, let me see if I've got other guys. You mentioned guy defensive that, guys too. I'll say Lucas is a guy that um, his tape is better than people think. Um, and I wonder if it's because of the school that he plays for and its reputation as a um, Mike Leach style um, offense that if he's getting pushed down on boards more than his tape suggests it should. So it's good to, it good to hear that he's doing well there. Mm -hmm. I think he's a guy that, I mean, he's not a top prospect. He's a mid-round guy, but I think he's a guy that can come in and, and, and earn a spot, work his way onto the field, and, and, and be pretty good. So I'll switch sides, and I'll go to the defensive line. Devontae Wyatt uh, had a couple of really good days of practice. Uh, skipped today. Um, apparently, he's still interested in playing, but uh, he didn't want to overdo it there. And um, he looks excellent. Um, Fedarian uh, Mathis out of Alabama was a prospect that uh, was on everybody's radar as being a kind of a three-tech uh, three uh, disruptor um, and, a, and a pocket pusher kind of prospect, but with some, I don't know, hesitancy on his consistency. And he's been everything uh, on a positive side. So he's had, a, had the consistency this week. He's looked really good pushing, good. Uh, pushing the pocket. Uh, Perry and Winfrey, again, a guy that had question marks on his work ethic has come in and really shown that he's uh, putting in the in the work and and doing what it takes to get on the radar and stay on the radar um, at the defensive tackle spot and a, and a guy that can um, move the pocket around a little bit and give you a little bit of a pass rush. Um, Haskell Garrett, uh, I mentioned him earlier as being injured today in the shoulder. He's another guy to keep an eye on as far as a guy that can give you a little bit of a pass rush. He's looked good. Um, who else has been there? Let's look good. Neil Farrell, uh, out of LSU has had a decent week. Um, let's go to defensive ends and, and edge guys. Um, we all know that the big guys and they're not there, but Jermaine Johnson is having a week. So Jermaine Johnson is the number one prospect out of this senior bowl. Um, now he started out being a fringe first round second round pick he's squarely in the first round conversation now after this week he has literally dominated practice at the line of scrimmage um and mcshay is just raving about him um as well as the other uh guys uh commenting and just say he's just having a great um a great outing out there and possibly looking at being a top 15 pick uh which is tremendous for a guy that started out being, you know, a top 30 prospect, you know, you move up that much just by having three practices. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good deal. I don't know if he'll end up being that, that way, but that that's where the conversation is with him. Um, Kingsley, uh, Ngbari, got a South Carolina is having a good week. 
I will say that most of the defensive ends and, and pass rushers in this practice are are having good days and and, and uh, okay reps, you know, at other times because uh, offensive linemen are winning those reps too. Um, so it, it does go both ways. But um, Majai Sanders has a great first step um, and, is, and is probably a, a second round type of guy. Sam Williams is another guy to keep um, keep an eye on as a riser because he's having a great week um, at the Senior Bowl this week. Amare uh, Barno is another guy that's really rising up. Virginia, Virginia Tech edge rushers, got great speed, um, real competitive there. Um, Tyreek Smith is another guy, um, Ohio State. D'Angelo Malone. D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Malone is a guy to watch. He's a guy from Western Kentucky, uh, currently... I expected to go be kind of a fifth round grade um, on this guy, and he could rise up and be in the in the conversation in the at the back end of the third round or fourth round, just based on his speed. He's an edge rusher that's six four, two hundred and fifty pounds, or or two hundred and forty pounds, depending on what you what you look at. Uh, but he runs a four five forty uh, and has great length. And anytime you have that combination. Uh, you're going to get a good look and good opportunity. Uh, boy, Mafe out of Minnesota is another guy that's having a, a lot of great reps during practice and getting around guys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good group. I mean, there's just a ton of guys that are having a great opportunity. Let me just go through some guys I highlighted, um, whether they're good or bad. Um, Jermaine Johnson is having a, a great, I think I mentioned him earlier, he's having he a great. Um, Roger McCrary cornerback i thought i'd throw out there as a guy that came in um right at the first second round um big board area and came in and measured an arm length of 29 and 5 eighths arms now most teams are looking for corners especially slot corner guys that you know have arms in the 31 range if you're going to be an outside corner you're going to want guys with like 32 inch arms 29 and 5 eighths really pigeonholes him because he didn't come in being a slot guy he came in as being kind of an outside corner guy um Mm -hmm. and was expected to be you know a top five or six corner in this draft and with that arm measurement length i'm not exactly sure what that's going to do to his value because that really does narrow his um his usage um in the nfl with a lot of teams now some teams We'll go ahead and put a guy like that on the outside still. Um, but certain certain matchups are going to have, you know, matchup um, superiority over that. And there's nothing you can do about those physical limitations. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, and it will also uh, matter is when they when he gets into the combine, it's not just, you know, the arm length, that arm length, is, that's going to hurt. But um, if he has like a 44-inch vert, like that can negate a lot of the arm a lot of the arm length problems um the other part where it's going to matter is uh up at the line of scrimmage like if you are have significantly shorter arms than the wide receiver across from you your your ability to get a, a solid jam is is limited because they're just going to be able to initiate contact instead of letting you do so so it it really does matter but i do think that we may see him be able to mitigate some of that with some superior athleticism at the combine. Yeah, and I and I hope so. Um, who else is having a good week? Kobe Bryant is having a good week out of Cincinnati. Um, the Caleb Evans, 
out of Missouri. Again, um, having a great time. Tariq Wolin is a guy to watch that's going to be a riser in this draft. Currently hovering around 100 overall prospect on uh, consensus big boards. And he's a guy that's got uh, great height, speed, weight combo. So six, three and a half, 204 pounds, 33 and a quarter inch arms, runs a four, three, four, 40. And, wow. uh, and he was comped today by McShay to Anconi, Antonio Camardi. Um, great press man, uh, cover corner in the NFL for a long time. So he's a guy that, uh, is expected to rise up the boards after the senior bowl. Um, Mikhail Wright out of Oregon was added just recently to the bowl. So that'd be interesting if he gets any playing time, uh, on Saturday, I want to mention a couple of running backs. Um, Brian Robinson, uh, from Alabama, uh, during the run up to the, um, to the big game, you know, he had a, he had a really nice breakaway game there. I can't remember who the opponent was now. Was it Michigan state that he had like the two inner guard game? I can't remember. But he looked, he's been, uh, had a great week. He looks like the part of uh, being a three down running back in the NFL. And then um, a running back that nobody's really talking about yet is Damian Pierce out of Florida. He's, a, he's like 5'9, 5'10, 215 pound guy, but he's very physical. Um, he's kind of a natural born leader. So at the Senior Bowl, everyone was talking about him with, with certain intangible traits. And those were, you know, built around leadership and guys really rallying around him, a hard runner, setting the example, all that kind of stuff. I understand that he's a guy that everyone's paying attention to as somebody that's moving up the boards. And um, currently a guy that's in the, you know, 140, 130 range on big boards is expected to crack the, the, the 100 mark by the time it's all said and done after he tests and so forth. That'll that'll be interesting because if he comes into the combine and really tests well, um, that he could move up. I think he could move up quite a ways because yeah. well, there's um, a there's a shortage of running backs there at the top. Yeah, there really is, and um, so you seeing guys like that, especially you know that size where um, you know the, the he's got the size to you know be a physical player and and move the line of scrimmage and and, and get yards after contact and that stuff. Those guys are just, they're not as common as, as I think a lot of people think. Yeah, you just, you know, you don't plug and play guys that kind of change the tilt the field like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to mention another um, offensive lineman, uh, Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I mention it is there's a mixed bag on him. There's some people that have him in the second round, third round grade um, that think he's like the, the second or third overall um, top interior offensive lineman in this draft. Um, there are those that don't believe that he should be in the conversation at all and should be in the fourth or fifth round. Um, the reason I brought him up today is that he was taking uh, offensive center snaps at the senior bowl, um, not only during uh, practice against in one-on-one drills, but after practice when everyone else, every single other player had left the field, he remained on the field and was, um, was, was, providing snaps to his position coaches so taking extra reps that is interesting because he is a guy that um i can tell you with with my evaluation of him i don't as a guard i don't see him being that high uh you know that that like Mm -hmm. second round um kind of guard yeah this is a very smart um, move by him 
but as a center, the moment you said that, my brain goes, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, that would be a good move for him because his ability to um, help and then get to the second level and, and, and take on a linebacker, I could see him doing well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna get he's gonna get overwhelmed by defensive tackles as a guard. Um, guys are just gonna push push right through him, and that's why I don't see him as a strong of a of a guard prospect as a, a lot of the uh, you know scouting services out there. Yeah, area. I think it's a smart move. The coaches asked him to 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 check it out to try it out. Um, I I saw an interview that he gave, and he said the coaches uh, asked him to um to give it a go at center and uh, he gladly accepted i think it's a smart move because of this the way that the center position um kind of plays out um in this mm-hmm. draft and he could end up really helping himself i think get drafted in the you know by the third round or so at at center um if he does well and even, and even like uh having that versatility is valuable. Even if you, teams come away looking at, okay, he's not a starter because he doesn't have, you know, certain um, physical attributes, doesn't have the strength, that kind of stuff. The fact that he can play both guard and center means that now he, he's a guy that's super valuable to have on your roster since you can only um, dress 46 uh, on game day because he can back up three different positions for you. Um, And that kind of versatility is like, it's it's just way more valuable than i think a lot of fans ever consider it to be so i agree that's a great move for him two more prospects and then let's get out of here um i just want to mention these two for sure because uh i i had these guys as risers um guys that came in at a certain level and by all accounts they are they are helping themselves already with senior bowl practices uh the first guy i want to mention is jalen uh petrie the safety, mm-hmm. um, six foot, 200 pounds, runs a four, four, three, 40. He's, uh, okay. quoting, uh, McShay, he's making money in mobile. And, um, and the reason for that is that he's able to make plays both as a strong safety and a, um, a free safety as well as in the slot. So he's got scheme diversity for you. Um, that's very coveted right now. Teams are really looking for hybrid type, uh, safeties to be able to be scheme diverse. Um, and uh, so there's a there's a player right there for you, um, and a, and a guy that's definitely moving up and helping himself. The other guy is Isaiah Likely, the tight end. Um, he was comped um, by McShay to Gerald Everett and Dawson Knox from the Buffalo Bills hmm. um, at six four two hundred forty two. Uh, McShay said that uh, Likely had such a good outing so far. He's moved him up to his number two overall tight end in the draft and he was originally came in as the fourth best tight end so wow, i thought that was interesting and he's a six lot of, four, lot of six four two forty so he's definitely a move tight end he's not mm-hmm. going to be an inline guy for you um he's he seems willing but that's that's uh, one thing to be willing the other thing to be physically able and but he's more of a pass, pass catching guy and it, you know he's really dynamic and long um and and really making a name for himself there so you're saying that he's Likely, likely to be to be a second round pick. Yes. Um, God, that was terrible. Uh, Perfect. And, and with that terrible disappointment, let's go ahead and wrap the show up. Yeah, let's uh, wrap this thing up. Forty five <laughs> minutes of talking about random people that only a certain percentage of the population will even get. So anybody that's listening to this show, 
that is not a fan of the NFL draft or college football or the NFL, you're in the wrong spot. I'm, I'm sorry to say, you're just not going to get anything that we just talked about. But hopefully there was enough of you that, that did enjoy that. Um, you can find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alpstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook or um, profootballplaybook.co is the website, as well as your favorite podcast platforms. Um, everything from Spotify to Google Podcasts to Amazon to Apple, all that good stuff. And then find us on YouTube and subscribe. That would be great. So we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.